live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. You are locked and loaded on Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. I love you all and I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end, destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we're having a little bit of technical difficulty there, and, and, and why not? Because that lady is, uh, that you've seen on the, te- on the screen there is a, is a technical difficulty herself. Let's see if we can get that playing. Um, Looks like we'll have to just give me one second here because uh, we got to play this for a cold open. This is Hillary Clinton, ladies and gentlemen, absolutely uh, basically taking it to another level with what I told you yesterday about how scared they are about the midterms. Uh, I think we got it. Okay, here we here we go. Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that (laughs) is. Up at night. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. There it is. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote, or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled. But there's also good news in the face of this very real threat to democracy. Indivisible has launched Crush the Coup to make sure we're ready to defend democracy in 2024. They've put together a list of critical races in six key states and how you can get involved. Will you support Crush the Coup by donating to indivisible (laughs) and state legislature candidates? Each of these races is highly competitive and your dollars could very well decide the winners and the winner of the next presidential election. This could not be more important or more urgent. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, Hillary Clinton. Yes, Hillary Clinton, the witch, the wicked witch of everywhere uh, herself. Hello, indivisibles. Don't you mean deplorables? 
That's what you call us all. I know that you weren't addressing the deplorable community there, Hillary Clinton. Uh, but to come on there looking like a devil, looking like, like I said, like the wicked witch of everything, and to say that the Republicans are about Tony. to steal the election, uh, and then say, please donate today so we can crush the coup. Crush the coup. Crush the coup, ladies and gentlemen. Look at this lady. Look at her. Look at the face. Crush the coup. Crush the coup like she crushed those emails. How about that? Why did we just watch a cold open video of Hillary Clinton talking about crushing the coup? Because they know what I know. They know what you know. The Ron DeSantis, there it is. They know what you know, okay? They know what you know. And that is, they are, they are heading for disaster. The Democratic Party is heading for disaster, and they will stop at nothing. They even want to start World War III, for crying out loud, ladies and gentlemen, in order to stay in power. But why you're seeing seeds being sowed like this one, Hillary Clinton, if you're just joining in, Hillary Clinton said that the Republicans, uh, basically the MAGA extremists, are still... We're, we're setting the stage. We're setting the stage to steal the election, folks. No, no, no. We're setting the stage to stop the spread of stupidity. You lying, murdering, email-destroying, uh, treasonous, coward, wicked witch of everywhere, Hillary Clinton. And you know what's coming. So that's why you put out that lame video. Can you donate today so we can crush the coup? Oh, we've donated, all right. We've donated to crush the coup, and we've donated to President Donald J. Trump. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you very much. What a great show this morning by Loud Majority right before Live from America, really pumping up everybody, getting everybody to laugh. I got to say, the ladies' cake beer thing, if you did not watch that today, LCB Plus community, you need to check it out. Absolutely hilarious. Big shout out to Antonio Sabato Jr. What a great guest he had on today. LFA TV had its best day yesterday as far as rumbles. Everybody was in the top 30, and three of us were in the top 20. Why? Not because our show's changed in any way, because of you guys. Rumble is a platform for the audiences to rumble, not the content creators. And you guys showed up big yesterday. We had our biggest day as far as rumbles yesterday. And uh, uh, my show, Live from America, was in, it was in the normal spots. It was in the top 10. But everybody else in the teens and in the low 20s, that is great, ladies and gentlemen. Keep it going. You are locked and loaded right here on LFA TV right now. This is Live from America, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting live, as always, from the tough, granite, live-free-or-die state of New Hampshire, and it's a blessing. It is an absolute honor to do this show for you guys, especially with the most engaged audience on Rumble. Let me say that one more time. Maybe outside of the salty cracker, you guys are the most engaged audience on Rumble. You're, un- you're unstoppable. You're phenomenal. And um, you guys understand what it takes to get the message out there. And that's incredible. So thank you all very, 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 very much. Look, there are two massive big debates on tonight that you are not going to want to miss You've got John Fetternick, 
with Joe Biden literally living on his neck, uh, talking in his ear. That's why you get the Joe Biden-like commentary coming out of Uncle Fester's face. Oh, you got him tonight debating Dr. Oz, and you've got Lee Zeldin debating unelected Wicked Witch of the East, Kathy Hochul. She is the surrogate, or she is the sister of the Wicked Witch of everything, and that is, and that is. Uh, Hillary Clinton, Donnie left when Jeremy talked about Q. Donnie is a huge follower of Q and didn't like what he had to say, said Victoria. That is true. That is true. We miss Patriot Donnie. We miss him very much. Actually reached out to him on Telegram. Didn't hear anything back. Actually, I haven't checked it uh, in about a week. So maybe I'll go back and check to see if he did respond. But yes, when we speak, um, when we speak hard truths here, conversations here, a lot of people don't agree with it. And a lot of people, no matter how long or how dedicated or how loyal they were to the show, no matter how many lives we've helped change as a life from America family, when you talk about certain issues, abortion, uh, religion, or Q, uh, some people just, they don't like that. So that is, that is 100% true. That is 100% true. Um, but we love Donnie and we hope he comes back. Uh, so yes, we got those two big, huge debates. I had a debate last night. We're going to actually talk about that in the first and foremost section. You're really going to want to share this video out so everybody can hear that. And I'd like to go right now before we go to the Lord. And I'd like to thank the people who donate on JeremyHarrell.com, the monthly donors, because if it wasn't for you, the show wouldn't exist. Okay. If it wasn't for you, the show wouldn't exist. You guys are the bread and butter of life from America. Without you, there is no me. That's just the simple, plain truth of it. So, Thomas Daly, God bless you, sir. Thank you. Sandra Arroyo, Arroyo, Paul Weststone, God bless, brother. Gregory Hanna, thank you, my friend. I appreciate your monthly donation of $10. Marianne Casper, same to you. Love you and love the LFA family as well. Diane Budzillo, thank you. Kendall Touche or Touchette, God bless you. Um, it sounded like I just sneezed. Touchette, God bless you. <laughs> Suzanne McKinney. Uh, Diane Spizak, God bless you. Uh, Karen Tehan, thank you. Deborah Saylor, Shalane Weaver, Susan Patrick, William Schmidt, Wendy Walker, God bless you, Wendy Walker. Diane Anderson, Leisha Wyatt, Stacy Cassidy, she donates weekly actually, and Laura Mowell, thank you very much for your donation. Again, without you, Life from America does not exist. That is the plain and simple truth of it. You are the bread and butter. Thank you for the Tuesday $2 train. Let's keep it going, ladies and gentlemen. Love you guys as well that donate right here on Rumble because you keep our producer here and you keep the Slurp Fund uh, full. And by the way, somebody asked me the other day, do you also donate to the Slurp Fund out of you and your wife's pay? Yes, we do. Every single week, just so you guys know. Morning, Halloween. God bless you. Thank you very much. Patriot Donnie donated over two grand to the show. He was a massive support, brother. I hope he comes back. Yes, he did. But you know what? Beyond his donations uh, to the show, I just miss Donnie. I miss seeing him in the chat. I miss seeing his commentary. He was great. And yes, he was a big donor to the show, and that's a huge financial loss, but that's not what we miss him for, and uh, we just hope someday he comes back. Whether he ever been, is able to donate again or not, I know he's struggled. So uh, just send a message out to Patriot Donnie. Tell him we miss him. Tell him we love him. Let's go to the verse of the day. With his dying breath, he, pr- he still, he was still praying for you. With his dying breath, he was still praying for you. Hello and good morning. I love you. I love you all so very much. I think of you often as I pray. I pray to God to bless you all, the LFA family, to comfort you, to heal you. I have never had an extended family like this, and I am blessed to know what it feels like. The LFA family has made a huge difference in our country for such a small organization. That should show you the power of God. 
Thank you for allowing me to preach to you what I experience in my journey with Jesus every day. It is the best news to share, and I am honored to do so. And also, thank you again for funding LFA. Verse of the day today, Isaiah 53, 4 through 6. Grab your Bibles right now, guys. Isaiah 53, 4 through 6. Here's what it says. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought all of us the peace that we know today, folks. And with his wounds in his hands and his feet, his lacerations, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus was not guilty of what you and I are guilty of. Jesus did not do what you and I did. Yet he was the one who bore all of the pain for that. Think of that. Now let me get to my commentary on these verses. He was crushed for you. He was beaten for you. Think about this, folks. Let this bring a tear to your eye. He was pierced for you. He was humiliated for you. He was spit on for you. He was murdered for you. If anyone that you know in life did any of these things to save you grief or pain, wouldn't you honor their dying wish? We see it in movies all the time. If you were with them after all of this and right before they died in your arms, would you deny any request that they had for you after they died? No. You would honor that person the best way you could. Jesus, with his dying breath, prayed for you. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He didn't want to die. Jesus didn't want to die. He cried tears of blood the night before, asking God to take this burden from him. He didn't want to die. However, he followed that up with, Lord, let your will be done, not mine. His only request of you in his dying, horrible death was for you to know the Father. The only way to know the Father is through the Son. He wanted you to know him. He wanted you to testify to others about him with no fear, no shame, and no hesitations. So be proud to call him Lord today. Be happy to honor Jesus' dying wish. He made a way for you to be saved because you aren't going to be judged someday. You already have been judged. You're already guilty right now. You are already dying and you're on your way to hell. Unless you change course, period. It's that simple, whether you like it or not. The way to change course is by understanding what this man, the Son of God, did for you and to accept him in your heart. So do that today. Cry tears of joy and let it all go today. What do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. But what do you have to gain? Eternity. So go get it. Go get eternity today. And all you have to do is let go and accept. That is it. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Huh? What a powerful verse. What a powerful verse today. What a powerful message from God. 
We have 2,800 people in here. We want to see 4,000. That can only happen with you guys. I need your help. I need you to share to places that you don't normally share to. I need you to share three, four, five times throughout the show. I need you to get the message out there. We need to spread the gospel to all corners of the world. And we have 14 days to slow the spread of stupidity. I need you. I'm counting on you. Let's all together go to the Lord now. And let's think of the cross. And let's think of the blood that was spilt for you. As we say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. In Jesus' name, the LFA family prays. Amen. Powerful verse, powerful message. Love you all. LFA producer says, rumble if you haven't. Two weeks from now, vote red, 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 says Scotty. We've got everybody here on Rumble pumped up and ready. We've got 1,000 people watching on Getter. They're all sharing over there. We got Rumble rants coming in. We got gospel to spread. Let's do it. Lift up your cups. Let's have our first slurp of the day. We're going to get busy now. Mm-mm-mm. So let's get busy, folks. We are going to first and foremost section today. We're going to be talking about this right here. First and foremost section today, we are going to be talking about my debate last night for District 6 and District 8 state representative hosted by the VFW here in Claremont, New Hampshire. Now, this was recorded. I am getting the recording for you. Once I get that recording... I will shorten it up as best as I can so you're not dealing with anything that's not relevant or not of substance. And I will share that right here on my Rumble page. Also, the night of the election, November 8th, LFA TV will do its first election coverage. You'll have myself, you'll have Mike Crispy, you'll have producer Frankie, producer Eli, the loud majority guys, Anna Perez, Antonio, everybody will be involved, but also we will be bringing in guests from around the country that night, including people who are in their own races at that time and waiting for their results. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be explosive, it's going to be awesome, but guess what else that night? I get to tell you in real time whether I win or whether I lose my bid for state representative in District 6 of New Hampshire. So, a lot of reasons to join in that night. Do not get your election coverage from anybody else. That will be a 7 a.m. to midnight job for that for all of us that day, for me anyway. And I hope that you guys are going to join in. Now, let's get to last night's debate. First of all, let me just say this. Conversation between adults, civil conversation, civil debate, All of it is possible. As a matter of fact, last night in Claremont, New Hampshire, we set the the bar for how every single debate should be. It was respectful. It was kind. There was mutual respect coming from the Democrats as well as the Republicans across the aisle. There was a moderator table. There was a table of five of us on one side, which were Republicans, and four Democrats on the other side. Elections in New Hampshire are different than elections in most states. And I want to thank RJ Cat for the $222 donation. I'd like to thank also 
Tina Tidwell for the $100 donation, Audrey Lane for the 20 Mike Stagger for the 20 and Barbara Peters for the 20 and of course, all the $2 chain trains. Thank you, Halloween and everybody else. Elections in New Hampshire are a little different, especially now. We've redistricted, we've done a lot of things, and it's not one person against one person when it comes to this race. It is a team against a team. It is a team of three against another team of three. And there are this many people running, and it's going sh- to come down to three people who win. Now, we can have a mixed match of two Democrats, one Republican, one Democrat, two Republicans, three Democrats, three Republicans, everything. We can have it all. We can have a mixture of it all. So it was a very, very uh, civil and, and actually a good experience last night. However, not a <laughs> – let me just go down the questionnaires for the- – so we got a chance to go back and forth like any other debate. Right, go right down the line. One Republican, one Democrat. One Republican, one Democrat. One Republican, one Democrat. We were all asked the same questions. Okay, there was a couple times where we were actually uh, addressing each other, but not like you see on TV. And and I actually enjoyed that, to be honest with you. Uh, first of all, the first um, the first topic was housing and policies regarding making housing more affordable. Okay, more affordable housing. Let me just tell you this, first of all, Claremont, New Hampshire is a dumping ground for every other uh, city and town in New Hampshire who does not want low income, drug addicted or homeless people. Claremont, New Hampshire is the dumping ground. They send them all here. And what do we do? We rely on the state government and federal grants and federal help to be able to build low income housing for everybody. But what happens when you build low income housing for everybody and bring in a quarter of your town or a third of your town or maybe even 40% of your town that has no money and was relying on wealth? fair and food stamps, then your town goes to, you know the word, ladies and gentlemen, it rhymes with it. So my, everybody there, including my Republican friends, were talking about how to make more affordable housing. What I said is it's not about making more affordable housing. It's about making more people be able to afford housing. There's a difference in that, in that, in, in saying that. I know they sound the same, but they're completely different. Why are we continuing to give um, incentives and why are we continuing to create safety nets for people to fail instead of lining up and incentivizing people to win, to achieve, to be proud. You know, America, the problem is, is too many people are worried about feelings over facts. Too many people are worried about hurting somebody's feelings. Too many people are worried to tell somebody, you need to, you need to tighten your laces, pick yourself up by your bootstraps, and get it done. And if you don't, you fail. Now, I do understand that there are certain people out there who cannot function how you and I function. There are certain people out there who are just in repetitive rotations of generational crap. I get that. But why don't we weed these people out? Why don't we weed the people out who cannot do it on their own and let's help those people and the people who can do it on their own but just don't want to make sure that we incentivize them and get them ready for the work world and get them a job and get them to be a proud American and get them to actually pitch in. Instead of creating more affordable housing, why don't we create more people that can afford housing? There's a big difference in that. So that was my, and and, and a big policy change that I said is get the federal government government out of the housing market. I said, look at everybody. You're all asking for state and federal help for housing. But guess what happens when state and federal government give you money? It comes with strings attached. And the biggest string attached that you're not going to want is what happened in 2008. And what happened in 2008? Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. 
Do you remember those? Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, the housing industry got bursted because of the federal government, not because of state and local communities. Get the feds out of everything. So that is where I stood on that. Let's jump down to mental and dr- health and drug rehabilitation. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, the majority of the audience in there last night were left-leaning Democrats. They scoffed at everything that I said. There was four individuals. I know who they are. Not going to mention who they are. There was four individuals in there who were <coughs> rolling their eyes when I said anything about things that they did not want to hear about. Okay? Um, a lot of these issues are tethered together. A lot of these issues are tethered together, and you can't talk about one without talking about the other. So when it came down to mental health and drug rehabilitation, I said the biggest problem that we have in our country right now is drugs and crime. And Democrats, but drugs and crime. I said right now, there's enough fentanyl in this country to kill everybody that you know and everybody that you don't know in this country 10 times over. And we have a massive drug addiction problem with heroin and fentanyl. I said, where do you think we're getting that fentanyl? We're getting that fentanyl from China. Do you think that they're just flying drones over here or dropping them by plane with little parachutes on them, little gift packets for everybody? No, it's coming here some way. And how's it coming through the southern border? So we need to, first of all, focus on the, uh, the influx and the invasion of the 5 million people that have come across the southern border, okay? And then we can, stop, we can start worrying about the drugs. But as far as mental health, drug addiction, all that stuff, a lot of mental health is not mental health, okay? A lot of mental health is not mental health. A lot of mental health is somebody saying that they have mental problems only because they are too lazy or too unmotivated or whatever to actually get up and do something. So, they, so what happens is they form depression. Depression is not mental health, okay? I don't care how, how many ways you want to cut it. Depression is not mental health. Mental health is people that are clearly not okay and will never be okay because they can't function correctly. Now, I guess depression, if it got serious enough, would be able to help you out there. But you can get rid of depression. If you have mental health issues, if you are mentally handicapped, if you have a learning issue or something like that, those are things that really don't go away. But you support these people. You support these people. Drugs and mental health, they go together nowadays. And you've got to get these druggies off the streets. You've got to get the homeless uh, uh, problem taken care of. And then you'll see a big uh, reduction in mental health issues leading to crime or drugs. Now, moving down. Firearms, gun control, guess what? We didn't even have time to talk about that. We didn't even have time to talk about that last night, as you'll see when I get this video, okay? So we didn't have time to talk about uh, firearms at all. Let's go down to healthcare. As you can imagine, the biggest thing with healthcare is a a lot of people had concerns with Medicare and Medicaid. And apparently, a lot of Republicans aren't about Medicaid or Medicare. I'm all about Medicare. I'm all about Medicaid. I'm all about a lot of things. What I'm not all about is the same problem that we had with COVID money. There's too many people that are lobbyists, too many people lining their pockets, and too many people frauding the system. If we could get the fraud out of the system, then we can allocate more money towards people who actually need it. Duh. So when it came to healthcare, that was a big issue. But the other biggest issue was, guessed right, ladies and gentlemen, abortion, abortion, abortion. And let me just tell you this right now. I am not saying this in any way to attack my fellow Republicans. Let me drink a cup of coffee and think about how I want to say this. Here we go. My Republican Party in New Hampshire and my Republican colleagues 
have all told me what the template answer is when we talk about abortion. And the template answer for a Republican in New Hampshire is as follows. Are you ready? And not a single Republican except me said any different yesterday. While I am pro-life personally, I am happy with the bipartisan agreement that both Republicans and Democrats came up with as far as abortion goes in New Hampshire. And it's something that we don't believe we need to talk about or touch again, touch on again because it was a bipartisan effort and we are happy with it. That was your Republican template answer. That is what they wanted me to say. And not the people that were there last night, just the Republican Party as a whole. This is where I could not disappoint God I could not disappoint all of you. I could not disappoint my family. And I could not disappoint the child that I killed one day in my life. I am not okay with abortion ever for any reason. And I said, while I understand that I'm running as a state representative and I'm here to represent the people, the question is, would you support more of a ban on abortion or would you support less of a ban on abortion? And my answer was, I support more bans on abortion. And I was the only one in the room who said it. And when I said it, I might have lost the election. I might have lost the election because every single person in there, including every man, including every Republican, looked at me like I had two heads. Now, while the Republicans agreed with me, it's not something that they want to say out in front because it's it's political suicide the way they look at it. I would rather commit political suicide... I would rather commit political suicide than destroy my integrity when it comes to abortion. I was very, very, very disappointed last night that more people did not stand up for our unborn children. And by the way, do you want to know what the Republicans are happy with, with this bipartisan agreement? Six months. Six months. At six months, a baby can live on its own. At six months, you know the sex of that baby. At six months, my best friend was born at five months. One pound, six ounces had to be held alive by an incubator and breathing tubes, but he's alive today and he's my best friend of 30 years. I was the only one. Very disappointed in that. And I guarantee you that cost me the election. So, moving on to education. I said the worst thing that ever happened in this country, basically, is no child left behind. We need to stop working with feelings and start working with facts. I said, how many people in here had three principals for the same school? Nobody raised their hand. See, everybody was answering questions, and I kept asking the crowd. I kept going to the crowd. I kept asking the crowd. I said, how many people in here 
had three principals. Nobody. Well, that's funny because they need it today. They have three principals for this school, two vice principals for this school. The problem with school is that there are five people doing the job of one person. That's the problem with, this, with schools today. There are five people doing the same job that one person could do. You are over-administrating these schools because you think you need more help because of red tape and federal regulations. It's BS. Get back to actual teaching. Do not have five people on the payroll that are all making six figures to do the job that one person could do making less than six figures. Stop it. Stop with the craziness here. Start letting parents be more involved. I said, because when it comes to education, ladies and gentlemen, we are failing. We're failing our kids. I I looked at the school board members that were there. I said, you failed our children. I looked at the people in the town. I said, you failed our children. I looked at the other representatives and I said, you failed our children. We failed our children during COVID-19. Everything is everything is dropped. Mathematics is dropped. Every part of academia has dropped. Social study. I said social. You'll see it on the video. I go history, social studies, or global citizenship, whatever you want to call it these days, has dropped. Everything has dropped. We have failed our kids because we stopped talking to them. And I said, as far as higher education goes, stop letting, stop making these children believe that it's universities, college, or nothing because that's not true. It's not true. There are plenty other places for people to go nowadays. Actually, they'll probably succeed far better if they don't go to a university and they go to a community college or they go to a trade school. I said to the crowd, I said, how many people in here have hired a plumber or an electrician lately? Some people raised their hand. I said, what'd you pay? 90, 100, 120 bucks an hour. I know people with master's degrees that are not making $100 an hour. I know people with bachelor's degree that aren't making $20 an hour. Teach your children a trade. Why? Because nine times out of 10, they can apprentice for somebody while they're in school. The people that they're working for and apprenticing for will pay for their schooling. They'll come out with no debt and ready to make six figures immediately. Why are we only focusing on colleges and universities? Somebody said weeks. No, no, no. I mean months. Six months we can kill a child up in New New Hampshire. Six months months, 24 weeks. It went from 12 weeks to 24 weeks. And the Republicans here see that as a win, a bipartisan win. Bull crap, bull crap. So I said, stop making, and, and, and I got to be honest with you. You hear me all fired up right now, but I was very poised last night. I made my points, but I was very, very poised last night. And, I, and here's the other thing. I spoke with all the Democrats afterwards. I actually had great conversations with each, each one of them. They're all decent people, really good people. And you want to know something else? The Democrats here and the Republicans here, I don't know about everywhere else, but we agreed on about 85 to 90% of what we want and what we want to see in our state. That to me was great. That to me was great. So we have something to build off here in New Hampshire, but abortion is not one of them. Abortion is you couldn't be more fur- farther from each other. And then the state budget, ladies and gentlemen, We have a $400 million budget surplus here in New Hampshire. And the reason why we have a $400 budget surplus here in New Hampshire is because the Republicans are in charge here. Okay? Um, So they said, what can we do to add extra revenue here in New Hampshire since we don't have sales tax, we don't have income tax, we are are property poor, meaning that all of our property owners are, are, are bearing the blunt of the taxes here in New Hampshire. Now, New Hampshire also owns the booze. So we have state liquor stores. If you work for a liquor store, then you are um, a state employee, right? New Hampshire owns the booze. So 
I said, look, if you want another income here in New Hampshire, you're going to have to legalize marijuana and tax it. You're going to have to. There's a black market for it anyway. Every state around us has already legalized it. New York has legalized it. Canada's legalized it. Everybody's making money off of it. And here we are looking for revenue streams, and we should be legalizing and taxing marijuana. It's that simple, period. That's what I said. Republicans don't usually align with that, but we got to talk about reality here, ladies and gentlemen. There's a black market for it anyway, so start making money off it and start putting the money towards education so that the homeowners can have a big tax break so they actually invest back in your communities. It's common sense. So, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up my first and foremost section. I know I went very long on this, but I know you guys wanted to hear about how my debate went, and there you go. There you go. So let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, right now. Um, This is a big, big, huge, huge, huge story. This is a breaking story. Last week, we helped expose with the Daily Caller and spread around the world the story of the Boston Biolab that was uh, performing gain-of-function research to make the deadliest coronavirus ever with an 80% kill rate, okay? Well, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, I have more big breaking news about another biolab right here in the United States of America that, yes, is doing gain-of-function research, and it's not very far away from me. It's actually in Maryland, ladies and gentlemen. It's here on the East Coast. Arrest them and arrest them now. Another government-funded lab in Maryland is planning to develop a hybrid monkeypox strain that is more lethal than the previous strains. Why? I'll tell you why. They're going to tell you so we can get ahead of it and make a vaccine. Who cares about the vaccine? That's not why they're doing it. They're doing it because the first strain of monkeypox only spread through sex, mostly anal sex through gay men, period. They want it to affect everybody. They want it to affect everybody. Last week, the NIH announced the launch of an investigation in the Boston Biolab. As the NIH director said, we didn't know anything was happening. Remember Dr. Emily Erbelding, Ur- Belding, I think her name was? Now, American scientists are experimenting with another virus just weeks before the midterm, ladies and gentlemen. New reports from the science revealed that the virus ex- uh, experts at the government lab in Bethesda, Maryland, if you live there, let me know, are planning to conduct an experiment to swap genes between two strains of monkeypox, one that causes more severe sickness and the other that causes large rash-like and flu-like symptoms. Well, there you go, folks. Do I have COVID or do I have monkeypox? I don't know. How's your butt feel? The NIAID is developing the risky hybrid strain of monkeypox. Let me, do we have this up on the picture? Let me pull this up here. Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's pull this up on the, uh, I think we need a bigger screen than that. Let's just pull it up here. Here we go. There you go. NIAID, NIAID, developing risky hybrid strain of monkeypox. Monkeypox clade one, monkeypox clade two. Scroll this up. Known as the Central African clade based on its place of origin. Better not say that. That'll be racist. Considerably, oh, we're, okay, hold on, hold on. Monkeypox comes from Africa. Oh, they're going to have to say something different. Considerably deadlier than clade 2, case fatality rate of 11%. Now, uh, clade 2 has a case fatality percent of only 1%, but is known as the West African clade based on its place of origin, driving the current global outbreak. So, here we have gain-of-function research being done on COVID strains and monkeypox strains here in the United States two weeks before we slow the spread of stupidity, and apparently everybody's okay with this. Apparently everybody's okay with this. Why is it even being created? Well, according to the report, the virologists there who've been wrong for the last two and a half years plan to test to determine if the mutation between two strains makes the virus 
more deadly to mice. Go do that in China. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the top big breaking story of the day today. Monkeypox is going to be even worse. And who knows? You may not even need to be gay to get it. Again, how's your butt feel? Evie Rose said, looks like a maxi pad. Amen. All right, folks, I need you to do a big, huge, wonderful, awesome round of LFA sharing real quick as we go ahead and spotlight and highlight our first big sponsor. And this is my favorite sponsor that we have, mainly because it's done such wonders for me. And that is Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens. We have so many LFA family members, thousands, ladies and gentlemen, not hundreds, thousands, who have taken the Field of Greens 30-day challenge. And today, one of our LFA family members said they went back to it for a checkup. And they've lost five pounds simply because of Field of Greens alone. They've done nothing different. Check it out. You can get the original kind, real organic superfood, or you can get the wild berry kind, the lemon lime kind, and now... All because of you guys, by the way. This was not because of anybody but the LFA family requesting it. Brickhouse Nutrition, just just to show you how much they love you, they went and they put out a non-organic stevia. I mean, they put out a a, a jar that has um, no organic stevia in it. The rest of it has a little bit of a sweetener, which is organic stevia. The raw does not. So, ladies and gentlemen, get your full supply of nutritional uh, vegetables and fruits, the ones that God intended you to have. And that's why it works so well today by going to fieldofgreens.com using the promo code LFA. Redneck1776 said, I ordered mine last night. We're coming over here to uh, Getter. Wow, look at the big, huge, the huge audience on Getter. Love you guys. Nurse1978 says, I love my Field of Greens. We got to get 4,000 on Rumble, guys. 4,000. That's our goal. Let's keep it going. Yesterday, we had our biggest day on Rumble. As a matter of fact, can we pull that up? I want to pull up the leader for, the leaderboard for you on Rumble. Now, we've dropped a little bit because more content creators have come on since then. But let me just show you guys the leaderboard here real quick. Here it is. Today's leaderboard. It's, it re-updates it, uh, re, uh, at 9.30 every night. There it is. I'm currently number 8, and I'm actually currently number 11, too. For some reason, it's not showing up. So I'm 8 and 11. Here we go down here. Look at that. Mike Crispy, number 17 with just over 1,000 rumbles. Loud Majority, number 20 with just over 1,000 rumbles. Scroll down here. Look at that. Antonio yesterday, number 30, and Anna, number 31. Look at that, folks, with 814 rumbles. So you're seeing if we can get over 1,000 rumbles for every show, we take over that leaderboard. Let's keep it sharing. Let's keep it rumbling. Here we go. The Democrats know that it's a wrap for them in two weeks. Why do you think you've seen the cold open with Hillary Clinton saying, they're going to steal the election again? (laughs) I thought you couldn't steal elections. I thought we had the most secure, fair, and free elections. No, she's mad because she understands the Supreme Court is about to give rights back to the states. Do you guys, that's where the Constitution gives the rights, to the legislation. That is what Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis, when they went on their tour, when you guys first heard of Doug Mastriano outside of Pennsylvania anyway, that's what they were trying to get them to understand. The power resides in the state legislature. And the Supreme Court is going to make this ruling before the midterms, folks, and especially, especially before the 2024 presidential elections, which means state legislatures will have plenary power. That is how it's always supposed to be, supposed to have been, and that's how it will be again. And Hillary Clinton just told you what the Supreme Court is getting ready to do. So you should cheer. You should cheer just because of that. Like I said earlier, they'll do anything. They'll even start World War III if they can to stop 
uh, the, the, the transfer of power from them to us. Now, ladies and gentlemen, they are pulling their tried and anything but true, but tested, secret weapon. They're pulling their secret weapon off the bench from racist Martha's Vineyard as nervous Democrats are sending Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, thank you for calling me. Uh, I was enjoying my home with uh, Michelle and Sasha and Malia. And we were enjoying our home in Martha's Vineyard. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, but then my fellow Democrats, they said they needed my help. So, 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 so I decided to help them. And I'm going to go stump for them in Pennsylvania and try to get uh, Fetterneck and, I mean, Fetterman and, uh, and that other feller there, uh, uh, Shapiro. I'm going to help him get elected uh, because that's my job. Uh, anyway, they're sending Barack Hussein Obama to Pennsylvania, folks. They must be super nervous. Joe Biden just doesn't work anymore. That dog don't hunt. They would, uh, they would never bother to do this if they were confident about their chances. They only bring Obama out of Martha's Vineyard when they really need him. Why? Because he does have a base. Believe it or not, like it or not, Barack and Michelle Obama, Michael Obama, whatever you want to call him, they have a base. So they're hoping by bringing Barack Hussein Obama out to, uh, <laughs> out to Pennsylvania that they're going to win. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to lose and they're going to lose really bad. Let me show you if I can. What happened in Pennsylvania last night? Hold up. What happened in Pennsylvania last night? MSNBC was holding a little focus group. Remember those focus groups that Fat Frank Luntz used to do on Fox? Remember those? MSNBC decided to hold a little town hall focus group. They had, I don't know, know, 10 people, 10 Pennsylvanians there. And I'm going to tell you what. MSNBC got embarrassed last night. They were hoping to get something out of this. They were hoping to get some kind of exchange where they could really put the, put the, uh, the, the nail in the coffin of Doug Mastriano. In fact, the exact opposite happened. Thank you to Pennsylvanians for this smackdown of this MSNBC reporter that she was not expecting. Mastriano was at the insurrection and he was photographed breaching one of the restricted areas. Is that okay? Which area? Because I saw a video where Capitol officers yes. were taking away barriers and unlocking doors, doors. People. So, yeah. I mean, I... They opened the gates So it shouldn't be disqualifying for an elected official no. No. if they no, participated in January 6th? He didn't strike anybody? He didn't hurt anybody? Yeah, and the only one that died was a protester there, not a Capitol Police An unarmed officer. female veteran. Was That's the only one police. that died. That's well, the only one who died. A police officer did die. No. It was a stroke. That's not not on site. Because he shouldn't have been a police officer. It was one woman. So, what do you make, though, overall of January 6th? I mean, it was watching that footage, it was pretty disturbing. I mean, there were people throwing excrement at the walls, and it was our, you know, it's the Capitol. It looked a lot like Antifa's actions. Except on a much smaller scale, it looked the same as the. Black Lives Matter rights. That's it's what I saw, the similarities to me. Minneapolis burns, Kenosha burns. But so it's okay Waukesha just because, just because I, one side that you no, disagree with? I'm saying okay Antifa for, infiltrated. It's good for one, it's good for the other. Anybody I don't who harmed anybody, way. anybody who caused property destruction, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, but if you're there your making side. your voice heard at the right. people's house, no less, yeah. that, I, that's, again, it's a fundamental constitutional right of an American citizen. And people should not be being held political prisoner uh, because of it. For misdemeanors. That's East Germany. That's East Germany. Yeah, that's what's scary.
It was an actual fiery but mostly peaceful protest. <laughs> and the other ones that, that were the opposite. Was the protest legitimate our, in your eyes? Administration, because... I feel like, is using it as their Reichstag fire. Yeah. That's exactly what they're using it as. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, that would not Do you think have happened. President Hold on. Trump... Hold on. Uh, hold on. That would not have happened. What you saw last night from those Pennsylvanians, those were all not exactly Mastriano voters. Those were just Pennsylvanians. What you saw last night was education. What you saw last night was Pennsylvanian, regular everyday people who are educated because of shows like this, because of media that was able to rise out of the ashes of a stolen election and out of con cancel culture. Because of a parallel universe that we had built in two years. So when I saw, um, I think it was, um, I can't remember exactly who it was the other day who said, nothing's going to happen. And I got all like worked up and, I, and I, prob I probably blew up a little bit more than I should. Something did happen. This happened. You would have never seen this five years ago, ever. So they not only were educated Pennsylvanians, but they educated MSNBC and they educated her hard and quick. And she didn't have anything to say back because there's nothing to say back. Everything that those Pennsylvanians said was 100% true and they destroyed MSNBC. Hold on, there's a little bit more. Check this out. Could have quelled the violence that day. Not him. Uh, I don't think so, no. It started while he was still speaking. I was actually there. I, I, I was there to, to see what I thought was going to be the last time I ever saw Trump in Little Island. So did he tell everybody to go and, and start riding? No. I didn't think so. No, and, and it actually, <laughs> um, I, I, I stayed for the whole speech, like a ton of people did. Mm -hmm. And then we all headed to the Capitol because he said, let's go to the Capitol and, and peacefully let, peacefully, let our voices keyword. be heard. And we get to the Capitol and we're like, what the hell is going on? Because it had already happened. I'm pretty sure I saw Democratic operatives instigating people to oh, cross totally. barriers. Well, there you go, folks. What I loved about that redhead lady, she's like, it was fiery, but mostly a peaceful protest. That's the same, the same thing that the Summer of Love Democrats said. I absolutely love that. I thought that was wonderful. I thought that was amazing. And uh, great shout out to Pennsylvania. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, we're going to go ahead now and we're going to give the dumb, dumb award of the day to not only the Democrats who think that pulling out Obama from racist Martha's Vineyard, who, you know, shuns away illegal aliens, uh, we're not only going to give them a dumb, dumb award, but it's a double dumb, dumb with them and NBC for being so incredibly stupid, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. All right, let's see if I can make it today. Right in the dumb, dumb bucket. Here we go. Yeah, I'm better than LeBron James, ladies and gentlemen. I'm better than LeBron James. Ha <laughs> ha. All right, we're gonna we got we got we don't have a lot of time left because I spent so much time on the first and foremost section, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna run from Pennsylvania real quick. We're gonna fly out to Arizona. We gotta highlight Arizona real quick because uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, yesterday I told you about uh, Katie Hobbs having a twin sister. Well, there are twin hobgoblins, ladies and gentlemen. Katie and Becky, they sound like uh, people I don't want to know. Katie and Becky sound like the two little girls, the two little twins on The Shining. That were at the, at the end of the, uh, the hallway. Uh, I guarantee you that that was Katie and Becky Hobgoblin when they were kids. It sounds like it was... Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying they look like the twins in The Shining. Anyway, Katie Hobgoblin's sister, Becky Hobgoblin, she was, uh, <laughs> she was on tape with Project Veritas. None other than Project Veritas, ladies and gentlemen. She was on a recording with Project Veritas telling you exactly what the Democrats around the country and in Arizona did. 
they put money behind MAGA candidates because they thought MAGA candidates were going to be easier for them to beat. Roll that beautiful bean footage, ladies and gentlemen. Roll it, roll it. All Here we go. across the country, Democrat candidates, not candidates themselves, but the party. This is her sister, Becky. money in primaries into the races of the extreme Trump-endorsed candidates, as opposed to the moderate Republicans that were running because they wanted those extremists to win because they knew that the Dems had a better chance of winning their races against the extremist candidates than they did against the modern Republicans. I'm standing here in Maricopa County, Arizona, the Grand Canyon State, founded in 1912. A fierce gubernatorial race is underway between current Secretary of State Democrat Katie Hobbs and Republican candidate Carrie Lake. Our undercover journalist sat with Becky Hobbs, that's Katie Hobbs's twin sister, and uncovered a surprising, if not shocking, national Democrat strategy to help Carrie Lake win her primary. So the Dem Party put money into those extremist races so that that would be and okay so on election night on primary night when we we were at Katie's event on primary night and she didn't know the night of the election who her opponent was going to be but Karen Taylor Robeson was up by 10. Yeah. And it was kind of like it took the air out of the room because everyone knew that Katie was polling better against Carrie Lake and everyone knew that Katie had a better chance to win against Carrie Lake. Everyone wanted Carrie Lake to be the nominee. So it was kind of like this sigh of relief when Carrie Lake actually ended up winning. Yeah. Because Katie, it's a better opponent for her. Because yeah. she, because she's like Trump, she's like, oh. yeah. so it'll be easier for her to win, right? Now, although Becky Hobbs is a private citizen, she works for Mission for Arizona, which is an affiliate of Political Action Committee, which is paid for by the Arizona Democratic Party. Five one three four. That's pretty much all. Okay, so so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the stupid. Re- okay. What does my hat say? You can get this hat, by the way, on JeremyHarrell.com. You can't beat Trump, right? This is kind of a spinoff of the you can't beat God. Here is why that's a stupid idea for them. What does that say right there? Impeachment record. I mean, um, um, endorsement record, excuse me. 99%. 99% of Trump's endorsed candidates have won. The entire Republican Party has been taken over by MAGA. So why in the H-E double hockey sticks would they put money behind MAGA candidates? Because they hoped that they would mark them as extremists. It didn't work. And look what happened in Arizona. Clean sweep of Trump candidates. Clean sweep in most states, as a matter of fact. And now we have New Hampshire Senate in play. Don Boldick, by the way, who's coming to Claremont tonight. I'll tell you more about that tonight. Uh, Don Boldick might beat Maggie Hassan. Because of MAGA candidates. Ladies and gentlemen, what a stupid, stupid thing. What a stupid thing for Democrats to do. To put money behind MAGA candidates in hopes that they could go up against them. Go ahead. Keep digging your own grave, you morons. Go ahead and keep digging your own grave. Oh, unbelievable. And then Katie Hobbs was asked again. Ladies and gentlemen, let's just keep it here real quick. Katie Hobbs was then asked what she's going to do about forced abortion. I mean, um, forced uh, vaccines for children. She's like, oh, she didn't have an answer for it. She doesn't even have an answer for it. The rare time that she is caught in public, she didn't have an answer for it. Would you allow the COVID vaccine to go on the vaccine schedule for children? 
Come on. Uh, is that I, I is, sorry? So the CDC oh. is um, sort of moving toward adding the the COVID vaccine to the recommendation for um, you know school vaccines. It's up to the states to actually decide what's on that list for in their state. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, would your Department of Health Services put the COVID vaccine on the list of required vaccines for for children in school? Uh, that is not something I have contemplated. So yeah. that's not something that I've contemplated. You've not contemplated whether kids will be forced to have vaccines put in them, experimental vaccines. Oh, and by the way, speaking of vaccines, folks, this is another thing I forgot to tell you last night. During the debate last night, my debate here in, in, in New Hampshire, this came up. And do you know that I said that it came around to me, the question from the audience was, would you, would you rather see the legislation, the state legislation, make this ruling about kids being stuck with vaccines, or would you rather have this made by the Department of Health and Human Services? And why? And I said this, this should, never be, this should never be decided by one person. It should be state legislation. Because how many people in here know what community is? This was, the, this was the highlight of the night. I can't wait for you guys to see this. I said, how many people in here know what community is? Raise your hand. What? Community. Never heard of it. All the Democrats, never heard of it. Republicans, don't know what it is. Not a single person in this room has heard the word community before. Nobody heard it. I said, community is the only FDA fully approved vaccine and it doesn't exist. Approved by who? The FDA, I said. What about that? What are you talking about? It's approved. I said, no, the vaccine that we have right now is approved for emergency use only, which is why Biden keeps extending the emergency. There's no emergency. Community is the only federally approved vaccine outside of emergency use only. And we don't even have access to it. Do you know what happened? Everybody in that room started grabbing their phone and going like this. Everybody started grabbing their phone and going like that. Nobody knew what community was, and they were all Googling it last night. Not a single person knew. How do you not know? That is how uneducated our population is, ladies and gentlemen. That is how uneducated they are. But you're not uneducated, and that, and, and that is why the sponsors that we bring on, ladies and gentlemen, we bring them on so that you can be equipped, educated, wealth, uh, wealth physical well-being, and everything. So before we go to this last... I'm going to skip a few topics because we got to get Mike Crispy on Unafraid's coming up right next, folks. I want to play this uh, quick video for you uh, for Four Patriots, folks, because this is a great product, and I think everybody in this uh, chat right now needs this. Check this out. Best-selling Patriot power generator. Now, it's an all-in-one power solution complete with its own solar panel so you can continually... Oh, no. Oh, no. I got... What did I do? Get kicked out? <laughs> Stupid YouTube. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'll just show you what it is right here. There it is, the Patriot Power Generator. Get yours today. You don't need gas. You don't need electricity. All you need is the good old sun, and that rises every single day. Charge for free. Um, silent, safe, includes the solar panels, power critical appliances, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to 4 slash LFA, and it'll take you to a special page where you get $500 off of this or... Go uh, to 4 and just use the promo code LFA on everything else and get 10% off. Now, I'm going to skip over a few things. I'll bring it up tonight, but I got to get to Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis absolutely laid the smackdown last night on Charlie Crist in uh, Florida during their debate. Now, Charlie had asked Ron DeSantis a question. And Ron DeSantis did not answer his question, but he did answer the question when the moderator asked. Let me play you the first version of just Ron DeSantis answering, and then I'll play you another version of right before 
He answered the question. Check this out. All right, it's your turn. Well, listen, I know that Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear. The only worn out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie Chris. There you go. The only worn out, tired old donkey that I'm willing to put out to pasture that I'm wanting to put out to pasture, ladies and gentlemen, is Charlie Christ. Now, let me show you what happened them, if- right before that, because Charlie Christ is trying to say here that Ron DeSantis is going to flake out uh, two years early to run for president. And I want you to see this exchange and I want you to understand why Ron DeSantis did what he did. Let's go to this video. If you're reelected, you will serve a full four year term as governor. Yes or no? <laughs> yes or no, Ron? See how he just sat Will you there? serve a full four year term if you're reelected governor of Florida? It's not a tough question. It's a fair question. He won't tell you. We did not agree on the candidates asking each other questions. Governor, it's your turn. Well, listen, I know that Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear. The only worn out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie. All right. So I saw liberal media last night blowing up. He couldn't answer the question because he's going to run for president. He couldn't answer the question. He didn't want to answer the question. He sat there and stood there until the moderator asked him the question because the, de- the beginning of the debate, they said, you will not ask each other questions. We will ask you the questions. So while Chris was sitting there trying to ask him questions, Ron just sat there. Oh, is it my turn? Is it my turn? Okay, I'll answer that question. The only tired donkey that I'm wanting to put out to pasture is Charlie Chris. Absolutely great poise by Ron DeSantis. Great debate. Debates are happening everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. And I've got to go because Unafraid Mike Crispy's coming up next. We can't keep him waiting. He's got an awesome show lined up for you guys as always. So remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep that head up high because you're a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper, folks. Please go to jeremyharrell.com. There's amazing Christmas deals on show, on, uh, going on right now. Go to mypillowandmystore.com slash LFA. Shop there for Christmas. And remember, folks, keep a smile on your face. Keep your families close and keep spreading that gospel. And do not let anybody tell you any different. Mike Crispy Unafraid coming up next. Give them those rumbles and give everybody the rumbles. God bless you guys. Peace. That will Mike Crispy, Mike Crispy, Mike Crispy, unafraid, unafraid, unafraid. Go, 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 go now, go now, rumble now, rumble now.